Every day I'm hustling, 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 every day I'm every day I'm every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Hustle Points NBA show. I am your no good, dirty, lazy, sad, and overall very bad host, Rudy St. Clair. Uh, be sure to follow me on Twitter, at NBA underscore Rudy, where you can tell me I clearly don't know basketball. And also be sure to subscribe and rate on iTunes or wherever else you find your shows. Uh, so give us a five-star rating. And of course, when I say us, I mean me. All by my little lonesome in this closet, a five star review. Uh, or really just whatever you feel is representative of the quality of this program. But I hope that you think it's five stars, or that it's at least worth five stars. You know, if uh, we can get up to a hundred reviews on iTunes, I will do the same thing that Spike and the guys at uh, the, the Ricky Sanchez pod and, and the Art of the Take do. Where they read every single one. So, get us to 100 reviews, and I will upload an episode just for those special 100, uh, or anyone else who wants to listen, where I read every single iTunes review. So, 100 reviews, and you get that special gift from me to you, the audience. Not that every episode isn't a blessing or a gift, um, but this one that we're doing right now and that you're listening to is one that is very special to me because it is the Monday after All-Star Weekend. I'm uh, finally done with my grieving process. I've been dealing with the Mark Gasol trade and I'm actually a little happy that we traded Mark as we needed to get some sort of value out of his contract. But more about that later. Right now, I want to talk about All-Star Weekend because... I hate to be the one to inform you of this, loyal listener, but All-Star Weekend is not very good. It's not entertaining, for the most part. I mean, of course it has its moments. You know, the the Stephen Curry to Giannis uh, alley-oop off the bounce over the rim, and the Stephen Curry 180 self off the bounce alley-oop. And all the other little plays, like the final way to LeBron, alley-oop. Really, is, is, we should call it the alley-oop weekend, not the all-star weekend. Uh, it, it's a little bit less sticky of a term. Probably isn't very good for marketing purposes. It's almost too honest. But isn't that what we want? Is full transparency and, and, and honesty from everyone that we encounter? Isn't that what we want? So, let's rename all-star weekend alley-oop weekend. Sunday, Sunday's boring. You know, the actual game itself has absolutely no stakes involved in it. Uh, Saturday is super risky to watch. Friday is just Sunday Junior. And um, I would have watched Saturday, but I had a very long and late shift at work that day. And All-Star Saturday Night isn't compelling enough for me to sneak away at work over and over again and try to find the live stream on Reddit. Because I don't have League Pass or cable. So, gotta go to the illegal streams. Um, 
is it illegal for me to watch them or is it just illegal for them to stream it and host it and and serve it to me who knows i'm not a criminal yet as far as i know but instead of watching all-star weekend sunday i chose to witness the spectacle that was Finn Balor taking the Intercontinental Championship from Bobby Lashley in a handicap match at the WWE pay-per-view event, Elimination Chamber. So here is my in-depth review of every match on the card from last night. Just kidding. But uh, speaking of Sunday, uh, for those of you who care, uh, the show is now being moved to Mondays. If you can't tell, this was released on a Monday and even recorded on a Monday. I want to be able to turn around these episodes a little bit quicker, a little bit more quicklier uh, after I record them. I've got a few good collaborations coming up, which I've already recorded and edited and will be releasing throughout the rest of the month. So again, be sure to subscribe and rate if you haven't. Uh, but that's enough self-promotion. I'll drop in some, some teasers of the upcoming interview episodes uh, we got. A Toronto fan who created his own statistics uh, to put a dollar figure on the value of players uh, relative to the salary cap. We have an interview with another very notorious NBA YouTuber. Um, I will let you wait and see just who that is, but if you follow me on Twitter, then you probably already know. And then we also have another interview with an amateur NBA scout. I don't want to call him amateur uh, in order to disrespect him. I, I merely will call him amateur because this is his first season doing the whole proper NBA scouting thing. And we dig a little bit into his creative process. So those three episodes are coming in the next couple of weeks. Plus maybe one more that I'm not 100% sure is happening yet or not. So again, stay tuned. But I chose to watch wrestling over All-Star Weekend. And I'm not even a fan of wrestling, I would say. Like, I enjoy the product. You know, I'm not a hater. You are a hater. But I am just more willing to enjoy good, high-quality theater than low-quality, competitive reality TV shows, a.k.a. the NBA All-Star Weekend. Uh, Saturday is a gamble that can pay off big time because the dunk is probably the best play in basketball. Not even basketball, all of sports. Anyway, Saturday night's dunk contest can make it worth it. But five out of six times, it, it really doesn't. It's just not a good product. Uh, you have lots of misses, lots of boring dunks. This year you had a guy uh, who had a really creative and good idea uh, jumping over the plane, but he broke parts of the plane it was a small plane not not like a a real full-size plane yeah we had a guy jump over a commercial airliner this year take that blake griffin no no that didn't quite happen but uh hamadou diallo is that is that his name hamadou he he won the contest he had a vault over shack in combination with an elbow dunk that was pretty sweet but that single dunk on its own does not quite merit me sitting through all the other events, you know, the three-point contest, which is okay. Uh, the Taco Bell Skills Challenge, which is not okay. It should definitely be replaced with something else, like horse or one-on-one -on -one or literally anything else. But it's just not worth 
sitting through this whole weekend of shows between the Junior All-Star Game in the Rising Stars Challenge uh, all of Saturday night, which is mostly boring, and even Sunday, which I feel is almost like a an obligatory watch, even for uh, some more casual NBA fans. It's like you spend all this time going into the All-Star experience, and you want to finish it off the right way by watching the actual game. And I mean, I get that the game matters in terms of giving individual players the accolades that they need in order to get into the Hall of Fame, yada yada. I get it. The All-Star game has a place, and I don't want us to eliminate it, but we need to do something to make the actual product a good one. And right now it's not. It is okay at best. Definitely questionable at the least. But yeah, we just we just need a recalibration. I saw a good suggestion for how to make the dunk contest better on Twitter, um, where you basically have your four contestants, but they all fit a certain description. You have the defending champion, a returning contestant, a rookie, and a all-star game participant. So you get a big name in there, even if it's like a Tobias Harris caliber name. You know, that's a lot better than just having uh, Derek Jones Jr. or something like that. As amazing as Derek Jones is, um, he isn't going to bring in as many eyes as even a mid-level borderline star like Tobias like some of the more fringy all-stars might do. Uh, I suppose there is the possibility of 24 to 26 dudes all saying, no, I don't want to be in the all-star. I mean, I don't want to be in the dunk contest. But I feel like out of the 24 or 26 involved in the all-star game, you can find one who will do it and at least put in some effort. It doesn't have to be LeBron, but just get an all-star. Uh, I called him a a show stealer. I, I think it would be neat for all these categories to have their own little sticky names. And I, I haven't come up with the best, but uh, I would like to call these four contestants the Rook, the Champ, the Redeemer, or uh, the the Returner, or something like that. I'm having trouble thinking about the previous contestant and the All-Star, uh, who... Again, might want to call like the showstopper or the show stealer. Uh, something more exciting than just like, and here's the guy who earned the accolade y'all three didn't. You know, that's that's a little bit too disrespectful towards the other guys. Uh, something will work out, though. But you know what's better than All-Star Weekend? Is the entire two weeks leading up to it. I mean, NBA trade season is the best. And I'm ashamed of myself for not recording more shows and covering all the madness at like a beat-by-beat level but i feel like a lot of sports media sports entertainment whatever uh is focused on following the most relevant storylines of the day you know sports center and espn kind of create like this 24-hour news cycle which results in us focusing on some things which maybe don't deserve to have our attention for more than only a few moments I think that there are big stories and then there are borderline fake stories where there is a story there, but it doesn't really deserve to be covered to the extent that it does just because it's a slow news day or something like that. So with this show, 
I really value your time, the listener. I'm talking to you directly. I really value your time, which is why I wanted to keep these shows around the 35-minute mark, uh, plus or minus five minutes, you know? But now I'm getting a little bit more into having analysis-dense shows. I'm really working on my content strategy now. I'm flying by the seat of my pants. This is a an endeavor that I dove into head first and decided to just outright commit to. And even if I don't know 100% of what I'm doing, I'm going to try my best to learn through trial and error and not just through theorizing what could work if I were just doing it. So here I am just doing it, uh, trying to make up for not covering the trade deadline in a way that I'm really satisfied with. I mean, I didn't cover any of the AD drama, even though I could tell you all about it front to back. I'd never shared my thoughts with you guys uh, through this platform. I talk about it on Twitter at NBA underscore Rudy. But I didn't talk to you guys about it on the show. I haven't talked about Mark on my show yet. I've talked about Mark on other people's shows. Uh, you know, you can go and find me on some other people's shows. Uh, I'll plug them uh, when the time is appropriate. But right now, I don't I don't have the full list in front of me. Not prepared for the shoutouts, slash plugs, whatever you want to call them. But just want you guys to know that I care about you. And I, I want to make the best show I can for you guys. But between the Anthony Davis drama and all the other stuff that happened on the trade deadline, because it was a, a fairly eventful one, uh, partially because they changed the rule this year where they moved the deadline back a week or two, at least one. So basically ownership and other front office execs don't really have the opportunity to meet up face-to-face at All-Star Weekend and do sort of the, the good old boy thing of, you know, handshake agreements before we iron out all the details and getting to do those face-to-face negotiations. None of that happened this year. So we had a lot more creativity with dudes picking up the phones and whatnot. Uh, I wish Memphis would have been a little bit more creative with how they dealt Marc Gasol, but it ended up being really just sort of a move out of necessity because Charlotte just wouldn't make up their mind, as I understand it, reading the reports about the package that they wanted to give us for Mark. I heard that they were being a little bit stubborn about the protections on the draft pick they were thinking about sending us. They were hesitant to send us Malik Monk. I I heard a couple things along those lines. So for about 24 to 36 hours, the Hornets and Grizzlies were in negotiations to send Mark to Charlotte, which would have put them in a very good position to be in the same tier as, say, the Pacers in the East and to get Kemba a second star and to show them that they're willing to put a good squad around him, do what they need to do. But Charlotte and Michael Jordan once again failed to make the right move. Um, I would have been happy if we took on Nick Batum, you know? I would have been happy if we passed along Chandler Parsons just to get rid of his toxic influence and mole tendencies in the locker room because he has to be the one leaking all the information coming out of Memphis right now. Uh, Shout out to Fast Break Breakfast for that insight. That is my favorite theory I've heard of the season. Fast Break Breakfast, they've been on fire these past two, three weeks. I mean, probably longer. But all the shows that have released in February have been absolutely awesome, which is why they are the first ever winners of this new segment that I'm putting into my show, 
uh, which it doesn't really have a name yet, but it's something that I've been wanting to do and trying to figure out how to do it in the right and appropriate way. And uh, I'm happy to present to you the first ever highlight from the community uh, of the of the week. Every main show that I release, I want to feature someone else from the community, no matter how big or how small, and just point you guys in their direction and uh, showcase the talents or uh, the humor, whatever else. I just want to show love. So without any further ado, here is the new segment without a name. Friends, loved ones, I'd like to welcome all of you who have come to remember and pay tribute to our beautiful Mark Gasol, (laughs) our perfect Wendigo. Thank you to everyone who is here to pay their respects, who has grown to love this man over the last decade and more, who has spent hundreds and hundreds of nights both supporting him and having him support us. Let us not feel sad that our time has ended. Let us be glad for the time we had. All good things come to an end. Flowers will fade. The sun goes down. But what will always last is the way we feel about those we love, the way we remember them, the way we honor them, and the way we boo the Grizzlies management. Now to say a few words, one of the biggest supporters, lovers, Defenders, apologists of Mark Gasol. A man he called Mark the Shark. I give you John Burr. John, please say a few words. Friends, family members, pal especially. Let's not think of this as a great loss, but as... Really, that kingdom way up, way up north, way up high, their game. Let's not think of this as... Ah, <laughs> Mark is gone! <laughs> please, please, <laughs> compo- compose. Mark is dead! Does, it, does anyone have a tissue? We another Gasol. <laughs> there's, there's no more Gasols. Oh, it's a scene. We didn't even get a first round pick. <laughs> close close the casket. We got Jonas Valanciunas. He's the worst defensive center. Oh, no. Oh, there's a song. Uh, uh, he's not even swarthy. He's not swarthy <laughs> oh. at all. Oh. We got CJ Miles. It's a long ride. Who are those guys? Why couldn't we pick those guys oh, off in the upseason? Brother John, it'll be okay. No, it won't. There's it will a, not. There's room for Jaren <laughs> to grow. 
Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so I hope you guys really enjoyed that clip. Be sure to check out Fast Break Breakfast. Uh, just search Fast Break Breakfast, and they'll come up wherever you think it's appropriate to search for that, whether it be Twitter or the Apple Podcast app or Spotify, whatever. Just look them up. They're Nashville-based podcasts that talk about the Grizz uh, slightly less than I do and cover the rest of the league as well. Great show. Check them out. Look, okay, so here's what I'm going to do. We're going to squeeze in the most important moves of the trade deadline into that famous closing segment of the Hustle Points NBA show, and that is seven seconds or less. But you got to wait just a couple more minutes for me to really get there. I'm just kidding. You're not going to have to wait. Seven seconds or less starts right now. Anthony Davis and Rich Paul totally screwed the boots trying to get AD to LA, but the Celtics are not the favorites to land the brow, as I believe it is the Knicks, because they traded Kristaps Porzingis for Dennis Smith, cap space, and picks. Uh, this positions them to land Nick Reed, Dernick, and Anthony Dave Nick. Uh, the Sixers acquired Tobias Harris from the Clippers, but Boban is the real center of the trade. Bobby and Toby to Philly, very happy about it. Uh, Bruno Caboclo uh, signed a multi-year deal in Memphis in his fourth season, so he is no longer two years away from two years away. In fact, he is zero years away. Uh, the Lakers traded Zubac for Muscala. This is just them throwing another stretch big, or really only their only stretch big in the toolbox. Uh, buyout season's underway, but Portland already won it by getting Cantor, and the Grizz didn't fuck up because they actually traded Mark, and he can get a ring for Canada. That's right, Toronto is a contender, and I mean it. With that, that is basically all that you need to know about the NBA trade deadline. Uh, I recapped it in 48 seconds there for you, uh, spending seven seconds or less on each topic uh, on average. If you don't know, that's the closing segment of the show, which means it's over now. And uh, last show, I did a little bit where at the very end of the show, I wasted your time by exhaustively talking about how I value your time. Uh, this time, I will not do that. But instead, just bring it up and wait a little bit longer and then end the show. So thank you for listening. Rate, subscribe, five stars, one star, whatever. I don't care. Just rate it. If we get to 100, I'll read them all. Subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcast, go to Twitter, you know, at NBA underscore Rudy. And also look out for more beyond basketball uh, type of commentary. I know that... Some people who are sports fans go to their sports media as a way to escape the world a little bit and listen to just sports and be purely entertained. But I don't want to do that. I want to make the world a better place uh, because I'm an arrogant, self-righteous millennial uh, with a microphone, uh, if you don't know. Uh, it's another thing that I've actually called myself before. Uh, but it's true. It's very true. Anything that has to do with hustle is fair game on the Hustle Points podcast. Uh, hustle Points don't only exist on the basketball court, but also in life. So wherever you can get your Hustle Points, go out there and get them. Remember, on this show, we are never first, but always thoughtful. So thank you for listening, and goodbye.